morning, and welcome to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we'll take this week's movie, pair it with something artier or trashier, and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, we entertain you. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me, as always, is the Technicolor Dance Extravaganza. To my graceless pratfalls, Erin is here. Aw, hi, Nick. Hi. I fell down. You hurt your little bum. (laughs) And pelvis, and probably your ankles. Have to be hospitalized. Concussion. Yep. (laughs) What a terrifying movie. (laughs) Oh, yes, it's true. Just, it feels really like kung fu levels of like, ooh, ah! (laughs) A lot of like, oh, cool, but definitely he went to the hospital directly after this. And we should talk about what movie it is that we're talking about. (laughs) Because this is uh, Welcome to May. This is the Merry Musical Month of May month. Yeah, that's what May stands for. Uh, (laughs) Do you know what, how that works? Nope. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we'll be talking musicals all month, and we figured what better than to start with a big one. Mm -hmm. Singing in the Rain from 1952. (laughs) Whenever we talk about an old timey ish movie, I have to really try not to say 19 dickety two. The Simpsons has ruined my mind. There are a lot of things that The Simpsons has ruined for you, and yep, that's one of them. <laughs> that's one of the things. <laughs> the very core of my being. Mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain. Such a great movie. Suggested by the song, Singing in the Rain, <laughs> which is such a funny credit to have in there. What a flimsy premise for a movie that's like a bedrock piece of American film history. <laughs> yep. And uh, getting a little ahead of myself, but it was not like received well. People were just like, really? oh, it's just another movie. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then like... Five, six years later, there's the famous critic Pauline Kael was like, oh, it's the best musical ever made. And everyone's like, oh, I never even heard of it. I'll go watch it, I guess. <laughs> I do love how pliable opinion yeah. is when, when a critic, especially one, is like high profile. As her will be like, it's very good, actually. <laughs> Wait a second. Maybe <laughs> we should on. do exactly what she says and like it and proliferate it. Yes. As I mentioned, getting ahead of myself. Uh, let's talk about who's in this movie, where it freaking comes from. Let's talk about it. Uh, directed by Gene Kelly and Stanley Donan, written by Adolph Green and Betty Comden. Uh, we all know this is starring Gene Kelly. You got Donald O'Connor, you got Debbie Reynolds, Gene Hagen, Millard Mitchell, and Sid Cerise showing up for. Is it Sid Cerise? Oh, I think it's Sid Cerise. Yeah, yeah what did okay. you say? Sid Cerise. Oh. I just like alliteration. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. I think it's Cerise. Uh, who appears in one extended dance number. Yes. Uh, with songs by Nakio Herb Brown and uh, the lyrics by Arthur Freed. Mm. Yeah. It's a nice. jukebox musical. It is, and I don't think I really clued into that the first couple of times that I that I saw it. But I absolutely didn't. I I of the dumb brain were like, no, we didn't there weren't enough songs yet, so we couldn't have done a jukebox <laughs> musical. Even though that's all people had to do yeah. <laughs> for like five hundred years. I don't think solid. Even dumber brains would have been like, well, I wouldn't have even had jukeboxes. Yes, they did. 
I mean, technically, very much so, yeah. yes. <laughs> if anything, this is the most appropriate time to call it a jukebox musical. <laughs> yeah. I I really, the, the more I, you know, musicals I haven't seen a ton of, but the more that I see of them, the more I realize, like, these are all just, you know, where, where something, t- you know, we were talking about Wild Wild West last week, we and, were. like, <laughs> how a lot of people, maybe my age and younger, hmm. are, like, Wait, that song is like a, an a, already a song. Yeah. Like it's it makes the thing way more famous than the original so people don't really clock. That's me with with most of the, you know, 40s, 50s musicals. All of those songs kind of come from other places yeah. and they're just reconstituted all together like many many of the famous musicals that's what they're made of is just other musical parts. Yeah, like the fact that the movie Singing in the Rain is based on a song that already existed and yeah. just like, yeah, okay. Sure, sure. let's, ma- I mean, we complain about like, you can't make a battleship movie, like you can't make a movie out of a toy. That's a less flimsy yeah. excuse than suggested by a song. Tried and honored tradition in Hollywood. Yes. yes. Uh, it's not new, folks. No, it is not. But the, to your point, these are all like, I do think these are like the definitive versions of all the songs and it's purely because this is the most popular thing in which they all appeared (laughs) i feel like yes for sure at this point they have become the definitive version yep thanks to podcasts like this (laughs) you're welcome everyone uh so i i know i hadn't seen this until like maybe a handful of years ago seeing it like as a full assed adult sure um so i was surprised how like oh it's not just here's a bunch of songs. They actually have a plot line and there's like (laughs) acting and stuff going into it. I, this is one of those, like it's old, therefore it's gotta be this otherworldly thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They had, we do it all the time on this podcast where we're like, they had very low standards for entertainment. Like, (laughs) no, they were constantly surrounded by entertainment. Like, yeah, it's, it's a very well put together. It's got such a great premise. Yeah. And then the songs are almost just like a little bonus. It, there's like a, I don't know where it is, but I know watching it this time, there's a stretch where I was like, oh yeah, it's a musical. Like a song started like, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Oh shit, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I should mention 70 years. It's the 70th anniversary yes, this is. year. Yes, it is. Nice round number. Da, da, da. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a lot of preamble. Let's uh, run through some of the stuff that happens here. Let's do it. So we, we're starting out at the premiere of a Don Lockwood and Lena Lamont film. Uh, the Royal Rascal, which is a cute name. There's <laughs> did, my alliteration. Like yeah. <laughs> this movie's for you. And just the best opening montage. Don tells the gathered crowd uh, a version of his life story with his dignity. His motto being dignity, always dignity. And we get the dignity montage, which is just a series <laughs> of lies. <laughs> Series of, yeah, embarrassing shit he had to do to become a movie star. Yeah, all the stunt stuff. And our first number is the, like, you wouldn't, it feels so, like, we're not going to do a big overture opening like you'd normally have in a musical. Mm. We're just going to do this vaudeville fit as a fiddle routine. Yeah, yeah, that is what it feels like, is the overture of, like, okay, we're catching you up. And it just immediately, the tone of the whole thing, like, oh, we're just doing big goof-em-ups? Yeah, let's do it. In Riddler suits. (laughs) Every oh my god, I long for the days when you can go out in public in like a loud check of some kind, yeah. a suit that no one should ever wear outside of the circus. I know I shouldn't wear that. I want to wear it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a collection going of like Johnny Depp's suit from Dead Man and yeah, the right. Fit as a Fiddle, yeah, Donald O'Connor suit from Singing in the Rain. Those are very similar suits. Yes, yeah. they are. 
Uh, we also learn in there that Lena Lamont is a spoiled and shallow lady. Uh, Lena and Don's studio has linked them up romantically, even though there's nothing there. Yeah. Classic studio stuff. Extremely classic. So the premiere is real fun and good. Uh, Don wants to run away from his fans uh, after blowing a tire, so he leaps off of a streetcar into <laughs> Kathy Seldon's car. Debbie Reynolds. Hi, Debbie Reynolds. Hi, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> Cute as ever. Uh, and she... I guess Fane's not knowing who she is, because it's later revealed that who she's... Who he is, yeah. Uh, who he is, yeah. Later revealed that she's, like, the head of his fan club and stuff. <laughs> she's very... Yeah, she... What is... He tries, like, putting a move on her, yeah. and she's like, I'm not go- only going to say no to this man, I'm going to humiliate yeah. him emotionally. <laughs> I will obliterate him. <laughs> he's like, wow, acting must be so interesting. Like, it's not like a real job, but you must have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish you could be a real actor instead yeah. of just in movies? <laughs> really talking about, like, oh, stage acting is the only thing that's, like, really yes. real. Yeah. You must dream of getting to do, like, Hamlet on stage or whatever. <laughs> So he sulks off. Yeah, it's very funny. It he works gets... on all actors. Try it sometime. <laughs> I really want to. It'd just be a ton of fun. Uh, but yes, we all wish we could be destroyed by Debbie Reynolds. That would be a... Yep, yep totally. Uh, we get to the after party where uh, the head of Don's studio, who's R.F. Simpson, uh, shows a short demonstration of talking pictures, mm-hmm. but his guests are unimpressed. And this is one of those, like, <laughs> movie history. Wow, like, yeah. that's literally how it happened. That's they how had it worked. little demonstrations, and everyone was like, nah, this is It'll bullshit. It'll never catch on. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that he, I don't know, he's not portrayed as the smartest man in the world, mm. but, like, you had to know at the after party for the, the like, premiere of your very successful silent movie. To introduce this new technology that was like, hey, you know what we do? That's going to be obsolete. Like, yeah. at the after party, it's like, hot, look at this cool new technology. Like, do you want to send all your guests home crying? <laughs> hey, check out this guy's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's so present. <laughs> I don't, there, it reminds me of those, again, from the 50s, those sort of educational shorts where it'll teach you how to elocute properly, yeah. you know? The, you just get a, a close-up of, like, a 55-year-old guy, and this is how you enunciate. And it's just it, like, ah, back the camera off It's also bit. something, yeah, it's something about being that close, but also directly to the audience. Yes. That's so that's such a specific flair of thing. Like, it's that and a selection of David Lynch stuff. Like, those are the two... <laughs> Actually, yes, I feel like you can easily swerve into David Lynch territory about 20 minutes into this movie. Yes, yeah. Uh, but, yep, yeah, everybody's unimpressed and... Sound will never catch on. Yeah, never be a thing. Let's have dancing girls pop out of cakes now. And they do. <laughs> and it's Kathy and Donna gets the gets well, to save face. Well, well, well. Yeah. <laughs> Look who's popping out of a cake. They sing a little ditty, All I Do Is Dream Of You. Very cute. The whole night through. Which it's a it's a cute little like flapper arrangement. The original version of the song is like a little croony lullaby or not lullaby, like a crooning oh, song. Like a like a love song too. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. that's very precious. Again, song already exists. <laughs> yeah, so like all the songs Make in this cute. are pretty much like, oh we'll just take this thing and rearrange it. So or add nice. lyrics to it in a few cases where there weren't any oh. lyrics before. I look forward to hearing what those are. Yeah. I will mention them as they come up, so here they come. Uh, naturally, somebody pops out a, a cake at you and you get them fired. You're immediately going to become smitten with them. That's what happens to Don. 
Uh, <laughs> becomes very smitten with Kathy. What happens? She she gets so pissed that he's like making fun of her. Is like, look who deigns to come to the movie star party. Yep. That she tries to throw a cake at him, but it hits Lena instead. Yep. Right in the kisser, pow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's the definition of right in the kisser. <laughs> All pow right in the kissers happened in the thirties. So this is... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> So Dawn is sad. So Cosmo, his best friend, tries to cheer him up with the tour de force of make him laugh. Oh, the movie should have ended after this it's number. Per- it's perfect. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so great. It's just like the oh, little five minutes of perfection on yeah. film. Uh, this is technically an original song. Oh, is it? And technically the only fully original song okay. here. What do you mean technically? Uh, there's one other one later on that's like, well, it's kind of just based on all this stuff. Oh. But Make Him Laugh is like, it is legally distinct from the Cole Porter song, Be a Clown. Oh, you know what I thought? I thought they were doing that song. I forgot that's, those are not the words to the Cole Porter song. I see, I see. Okay, so they're being like, a wink. (laughs) Well, not even. To the point of, like, people were visiting the, the... Like the shoot as it yeah. was happening, they're like, "Hey, it's neat that you're doing a send up of that Cole Porter song. Like, <laughs> check out the lighting rig. Shut up. Oh, Shut Jesus. up. Like that. Have level. you seen all our light bulbs? Yeah. Get this guy off the set immediately. Get yeah. him off the set. Never want to see his face again. <laughs> Never work in this town. Uh, but that make him laugh. It's so perfect. I feel like if there's one thing people know about Singing in the Rain other than the Singing in the Rain bit, yes, of course, it's this, and you might not even know it's from this so? movie. Yeah. I feel like it gets shared as a, like, check out this crazy thing. I love every time this makes the rounds on, like, Twitter or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, people are just like, can you do that? (laughs) Like, yeah, he could do that, actually. (laughs) He's doing backflips. He's running up walls. He's doing the, you know, lie down on the floor and run in a circle. (laughs) Which, again, that is just the Simpsons in my mind. Yes, yeah. He fights a mannequin, and, like, the mannequin almost wins. Like, it's very convincing After the mannequin kind of comes on to him a little bit, so it's like, ooh, (laughs) jilted lover. <laughs> it's a lot and it's perfect. Yes, I love every second of it. Um and it works, I guess. I guess we just cut away. Don's yeah, happy. I think Don is just like, like, well, I'll never see her again. It's uh, fine. For, with friends like these, who yeah. needs Debbie Reynolds? <laughs> Me still. Me still, yeah. <laughs> Uh, later on, uh, on the studio lot, Cosmo finds Kathy quietly working as, like, a background singer in a song I find upsetting for some reason. Beautiful Girl? I don't... It's a weird one. It's, like, just a little too slow, and... Yeah. I don't like it. It I don't care for it. No. It's, it's such a, yeah, like, what, what is, what part of... What kind of movie was this song meant to fit into? <laughs> I feel like this is so, like they're shooting a commercial, like they're shooting an infomercial. Or yes, like that's what it feels ad. like is a catalog, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like clearly a, a movie. Well, maybe not. We were talking about the the shorts a little bit ago. Well, they did a lot of like yes, that's here's true. a fifteen minute dance number for the Chevy nineteen thirties. <laughs> exactly. Expo. Or like here's how to dress properly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair. Maybe we maybe we've got one of those just intensely chauvinistic body <laughs> care and grooming type yeah. of We're for educational the, For the first five minutes you're like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah, there is some they're kind making of, it so coy and yeah. like weird yeah. And then there's a harsh turn into like buy dresses. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, <laughs> you've been assaulting me. Only Sears can save your social life. 
a lot of fun. Okay, all right, I'll buy it. That's yeah. an it. That's what I, yeah. I think that's, I'm also like, I know you're marketing at me. So that's like, it's a, a, a double thing of chauvinistic and you're getting marketed to and all of it's bad. Gross. Don't like it. Hard pass. Uh, so they, uh, yeah, they find uh, Kathy is. in there and they get her working. Hurrah. Yay. Uh, and a little time passes and Don sings, sings Kathy a nice little love song because of his smittenness. You were meant for me. Yeah. yeah. On the nice little soundstage. It's cute. It's very cute. This whole movie is very obviously and, and like super textually about <laughs> movies. Yeah. But there's also just like you're weaving in this little dance number where they know they're on a set. That's the whole point. Yeah. But it's also like kind of a beautiful set. Like it's yeah. it's presented to the audience very nicely. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. I It just feels so quaint. Yes. It's very precious. <laughs> Moving right along, rival studio Warner Brothers uh, gets an enormous hit with their first talking picture. Oops. Which this is the first talking picture, 1927 film The Jazz Singer. Mm -hmm. And they kind of make fun of it a little bit in here. Cosmo doing a couple mammies here and there. Just don't remind people about the blackface parts. It's fine. Uh, Oh, yeah, we keep saying the 30s, but it's like the the late 20s that this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's just one of the, I feel like it's an amalgam. It's just like, here's a pastiche of 20s, 30s stuff. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Get into it. Uh, (laughs) Weird to see, like, nostalgia from the 50s. Like, what what was nostalgia in the 50s? But it's that thing of, like, where Happy Days was, like, a period thing of 20 years ago. Like, it was made in the 70s to be the 50s. Like, we're going to get into it with the aughts pretty soon. It's going to be weird. Yep. Well, didn't they just... It's kind of happening already, isn't it? Didn't they? There's a, a, like, not spinoff exactly, but there's some sort of development off of that 70s show where it's that 90s show now Oh, yeah. Well, they tried to do that 80s show, too. Oh, did they? Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think you're right. I think they did a 90s one as well. And, like, you could (laughs) argue... What decade do people like? We'll try anything. Yeah, I feel like instead of getting the nostalgia for specific time periods, we're just getting the, like, and now we're doing Matrix 4 and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, we're doing that instead. Yeah, you're almost not allowed to, like, address the nostalgia, (laughs) but you do have to market to it like crazy. Yeah, you have to frame it in it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked the framing of the the fourth matrix where they're just like mm. aggressively being like stop asking for this. Yes, I also liked that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't believe we got into the Matrix Four uh, like two <laughs> I was sentences say, away. The Matrix from... Four and Singing in the Rain, exact same movie. There you go. <laughs> it's to our podcast mission though, just linking up these <laughs> disparate true. things. You yeah. wouldn't have thought of it. Staying on mission. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell were we talking about? Jazz singer comes out. Yes. And RF's like, no, shut it all down. We're going to like make this a talkie now. Yeah. And you know what I really love as they're kind of having this conversation about like his, like the rumblings in the industry mm-hmm. of like, wait a minute, like is sound going to be a thing? Like do we, oh, uh, I'm hearing like it's, like oh, it's yeah. And they're, they're panning past the various, I think it's when Don and, and Cosmo are having their little walk and talk. Yeah. And they've, you know, 12 feet apart from each other they're they're filming like seven movies in the same warehouse because sound doesn't fucking matter as long as you're pointing the camera at the right thing like yeah this is about to you can feel them be like oh no we have to completely change the way that we do all of this like you don't have enough real estate now you have to rewire all your buildings you have to move every single set that you've got to separate them you have to invent the idea of soundproofing like that is just such a like oh my god jesus christ yeah so you Uh, can really feel the like oh no yeah of it all harsh change yeah Mm -hmm. 
Which, I mean, we we mock the, like, uh, everyone just wants to stay in status quo stuff. I get mm-hmm. it. It's hard work. It's extremely yeah. hard work. Yep. No one We've wants to do hard work. Yep. I don't want to. I get it. <laughs> it's hard. Guys. <laughs> it's right there in the name. Uh, yeah. So uh, RF is like, yep, shut it all down. We're converting everything into sound productions. The Dueling Cavalier will be a talkie. Uh, and we start getting into it, and I love, love the, like, the Lena's grating voice montage, <laughs> and her unable to, no one knows what a microphone is. Like, No, you, yeah. you've been acting a certain way your whole life. You're not gonna now have the, like, bodily discipline to face the mic every time you talk. Like, that's just yeah. not part of your, your acting chops at this point. <laughs> like, we have microphones directly in front of us. I know for the first couple episodes of this podcast, it's like, oh, well, yeah, we need to make sure that we're not Actually talking to our facing feet. facing the microphone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still do it, yeah. so you're off the hook for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, she's, she's so funny. That oh my Brooklyn God. accent's so, so great. I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm glad they never made her like she never quite got there. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You stay you, girl. <laughs> the movies need to change to fit me. I'm not fitting to change the movies. <laughs> Precisely. A very Lena thing to say. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is the exact oh man, going far afield and everything. All the like Billy Wilder movies, like I'm just thinking about Sunset Boulevard, just all the Oh, like, sure. We won't have a uh, like a silent movie star unable to change. Like, this yes. is real origin story. Oh, my story. God, yes. Yeah. Gloria is totally, or uh, Norma is totally... Lena. Lena. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Dark turn. Yes. Okay. This is, yeah, this is the prequel. I just realized, yeah. <laughs> you know, anytime you try to shoehorn this stuff in, you got all the, you have to invent soundproofing. Diction coaches come to exist. Yes. And we get... Uh, yeah, Lena's bad time. Uh, but we get Moses supposes from the boys. <laughs> An elocution lesson via tap dance. And this is the one I couldn't I couldn't find the exact like layout of Moses supposes, but like it's not this is like an original song kind oh, okay. of where it's like a tune from one song, all mm. new lyrics, but also a modified tune to fit the new lyrics. So it's just this like <laughs> really just smushed a, together yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's funky. So it's okay. technically mostly original, I guess. <laughs> Made from real original parts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, this this really is, like, yeah, a mishmash. And it's the funniest song to me because, like, it is just bullying the diction coach. They're just... <laughs> they're pushing him around. They're, they're singing re- this at the top of their lungs so no one hears his screams. Yeah. That's what's going on here. It feels really petulant child. Like, we're bored. We want to do our I'm thing. I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they've never had to sit here and be like, your T's aren't right. Like, fuck you. My T's are fine. And the funniest non sequitur of, like, they pile all the stuff on him and Moses supposedly just end with A. <laughs> the letter A. Uh, I love yeah, it. It's so good. So because they're just fucking around and no one can do their jobs right at this point, Dueling Cavalier uh, preview is an absolute disaster. It does not go well. I would have loved to have gone to it at the time. This sounds like a real treat. Oh, yes. Yeah, they have what? They have technical problems. They have acting problems. They have sound sync problems. They, they have, have Foley problem. problems. Yeah. Yeah, or I guess not fully, but the fact that they don't the have Foley. The lack of Foley. <laughs> Yeah, sound going out of sync. Don's b- lines are awful because he's like, I just want to say what I, I don't want to memorize I'll just make it up lines. like I always do, yeah. No, no. Uh, that's great. And naturally this gives way to waves of depression. <laughs> <laughs> the ensuing pity party that Don has at his place. He literally holds a pity party, yeah. At his, like, three pavilion mansion <laughs> with... <laughs> Very Norma Desmond house to own. Yes. yes. Which... Again, yep. this is real truth and fiction. Uh, yep. 
but we get the nice good morning song, which is cute. They turn it around, yeah. yeah. This is a heavily rearranged one because it's just like they right. had the chorus and like, okay, we got to make it about this movie somehow. I actually, yeah, this is from like a this is from a Judy Garland movie, yeah. isn't it? Another another earlier musical. Yeah, most of the songs are like the fully formed songs are from earlier musicals. Right, full yeah. stop. Yeah, which is one of those like. Yeah, just cannibalizing a musicals to make a new musical. Well, I mean, yeah. people, they were, we were putting out so, so many movies. Like, <laughs> most of them get forgotten, right? Yeah. So, yeah, fuck it. Who's going to care? <laughs> Judy Garland <laughs> might care, but whatever. And you did stuff like what immediately follows this number to make those movies happen, which is, well, the audio sync was funny, so let's just do an audio synced things where we just uh, record over Lena's lines. Yeah, they're yeah. starting to see like, oh, we could make this work. Like, if this yeah. is how we have to produce movies, let's take advantage of this new kind of technical setup. So they come up with this insane plot where they're like, okay, we'll do all new dance numbers and such, but we'll make it during modern day, and then you get hit on a sandbag and you go back in time, yeah. and you <laughs> have memories of being a musketeer. At the time. So they don't have to throw away the, like, cavalier parts. Like, let's just make it a musical. Would that be a good musical? No, so let's not make it about that. <laughs> and the implication of how, like, the title cards come up in the bits of the movie we see is that, like, the musketeer is trapped in the past and that's where the end happens. Yeah. I want to watch whatever this movie is. I want to see what actually came out the other end, yeah. Seems like a real, we didn't know how to draw a horse, but we knew what a horse's leg looked like, so we <laughs> tried to make it all happen. Those old medieval paintings of animals yes. that no one had ever seen. Yes, yes it does. I've had a lion described to me. <laughs> oh, I know. Don't worry, I'll paint a lion. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very like, okay, I guess if the alternative is bankruptcy, sure, you sure. could try this. Yeah, all right. We will put the stinky air of desperation all over this movie. Uh, <laughs> and they do. Yes, they do. Uh, fun fact here, we have like some recording of Debbie recording, uh, or not, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, not Debbie Reynolds, Kathy, yes. recording... Uh, over Lena Lamont. Right. And all of the voice overing that's happening, you don't see Kathy's face moving because it's actually Jean Hagen who plays Lena Lamont. It's yeah. actually her doing the voice. Oh, seriously? That's her real voice. That's oh. what her real voice is. I like. knew Lena wasn't her real voice, yeah. but like, oh, that's that's charming. But it's it's very nice. A real, like, layered <laughs> couple of scenes. <laughs> this is, there's a lot of meta happening yeah. here. And Debbie Reynolds had, I didn't know that. had her her singing voice dubbed in a few spots too. Oh, okay. Um, because, well, well, yeah. well. <laughs> but the reason was kind of the same thing of like her Texas twang is Aww. coming through too hard. Yeah. We gotta like... No one's gonna believe this. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta like mid-Atlantic accent this singing voice. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Isn't, isn't singing the thing... And you know, everyone sounds British when they sing. How, how would a Texas... Like all I can hear is Dolly Parton. Is yeah. that... And she's not even from... Like how... <laughs> She's from Texas? No, she's from like Tennessee. I yeah. Think, right? uh, wh how how does that come across? And what kind of horrible things do you have to do to vowels to sound yeah. Texan while you sing? There has to be like a combination of like a vowel and a consonant where you take out like a gerund where you take off the G. Yeah, yeah. That makes it become Texan, like something like that. <laughs> okay, well, good for her. Yeah, but it, it's like five lines or something. Mm. Like it's not a lot. Um, yeah. That's so, cute. I like that layer. Yeah, so uh, that's how they work around Lena's awful voice. I love her performance, and this is so oh, funny. So funny. So great. Never pulls any of her punches at <laughs> no, all. No, she does not. Uh, and uh, this makes Don Barry happy. He's over the moon, so he does a little singing in the rain dance, which is very cute. <laughs> it's as, gonna work. Yeah, as we know, suggested by a song already yep. exists. Yeah. And this is one that's like 
pretty much verbatim exactly no changes sure maybe they like arranged it for orchestra differently but that's about that's about it yeah uh, so, and then we get the, the real, this is a real, like, oh, Gene Kelly just wanted to do a big dance number. Yes. <laughs> uh, I got an idea for the final number. It goes something like this, doodly, 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 yeah. pan away, and then we get... <laughs> we fade out to yeah. what is clearly a staged production of a musical yeah. number, but only occurring in his head as yep. he's describing his, like, perfect movie. And I like to take it as, it's all really, um modernistic looking mm. abstract stuff because yes. he doesn't know how to describe sets right that's what right. i'm picturing sure. and there's like a friggin sign they're like what's the sign attached to you? i don't know like the color yellow yeah <laughs> what's it advertising the concept of theater i don't know <laughs> it's advertising not... that gotta dance yeah. <laughs> i can't make this i want the people to know yeah do you pay me for this? I don't think so. Someone else can do this part. Yeah, it definitely sounds like, you know, oh, there'll be, like, blocks of color everywhere. Like, yeah. bright lights will pop. On the, like, but, and that's all that's actually happening on screen. There's nothing concrete or, like, material happening. And I'll be dressed like a goon and then slowly become sexier. And then the mafia, who's led by Two-Face... Uh, like uh, doesn't like me hitting on his lady, but then I get lady, but then I get super cool and. I I still like I've seen this a number of times, and I'm still like okay, I think I get the plot of what he's describing this little mini movie, yep. but how does it factor <laughs> yeah. into the movie that they're making the the actual like dueling cavalier? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Here's what I've come to. Okay, yes, I think good. what he's pitching is the actual structure of the movie. A kid moves to Hollywood or New York or whatever. Okay. He wants to become a dancer. He wants to be a performer in movies, whatever. He goes through, like, he's, like, has to dodge, you know, sleazy agents and, like, getting mobbed up and all of this stuff. And, like, loose women. <laughs> and then I think what happens, and he doesn't say this part, but what happens is he does make it into the movies. He goes into a, like period drama type of movie. Okay. Then the a mafia box him, him on the head. head. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then he hallucinates that he's a French cavalier person, and that's where they use this footage they've already okay. filmed. That's just my take. There's nothing in the movie to suggest that that's what they do. I like that take. It's very it's very uh, justifying of Don Lockwood as a character. You want to hear my take? Yes. Oh, please. It's yeah. that... He describes all this. RF goes like, mm, can't picture it. And that's the last that we ever hear of it. It never appears in The Dueling Cavalier. And that's why it just awkwardly awesome. ends on, and then he dies in the past. And then, yeah, because, like, he can't get home. So. We were going to try and shoot a thing, but Don Lockwood had this stupid idea that we are not going to film. We, we do not have the budget. build 82 sets just to film his fucking weirdo, like... Yeah, impressionistic ballet. <laughs> impressionistic, that's the word I was looking for. Mm. Thank no, you. yeah, that's like German abstract type yeah. of sets where everything's like, yeah. And okay. he's got this cool, like the Sid Cherise stuff of like that scarf, the crazy yeah. fans that they had to dance like against that wind. I love so that. Cool. I did Looks a so show, cool. you're, you're probably, I don't know, you may have more behind the scenes, but the, the fans in those, I did a show with um, Gene Kelly's wife, where it was like yeah, a, like right. a musicals type show, um, the orchestra would play, clips would show from his various movies, and then she would talk about like the movies and like how he felt about them and mm. blah blah blah. And yeah, the, they're using airplane turbine 
fans. So nobody can like, hear each other. Nobody can hear. Citrice can barely stand up because she's got to stand on top of this fan so her huge scarf will go all the way up. Yeah. And she barely makes it off that set. <laughs> this is, I love. This is a case where they had to re-record everything after they <laughs> thought they did. Because... <laughs> Famous Hollywood lore, you could see her pubic hair oh. uh, through the leotard. <laughs> the dress? Okay. Uh, and so they're like, okay, we gotta fix this. We gotta not. And then we'll go back and re-record it all again. Oh. Um, and the famous line is that apparently the director shouted, okay, we've got Sid's pubic hair licked. Let's get back to it. Or no, we've got Sid's crotch licked. Let's get uh, back to there it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Inappropriate. <laughs> Wildly inappropriate. There's also a few jarring cuts in the dance that like I don't pick up on, but apparently there's like one big continuity issue in the dance where like, oh. they're grasped into each other and then it cuts and they're like standing oh. a half foot apart. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because the Catholic Legion of Decency was like they're touching oh my god <laughs> like fine we will cut out like six frames to make you happy jesus christ but they were fine with debbie reynolds bursting out of a cake in lingerie to do a dance for the executives i think that <laughs> just curious you could make enough of a like no this was just it was entertainment there's nothing sexual about this they're just doing a <laughs> song they celebrate their premiere party like <laughs> uh, the art of dance you guys <laughs> Okay. Uh, and the other thing, the Broadway, big Broadway melody is based on, or it's not based on, it is literally taking the music from three different things called Broadway melodies, uh, composed <laughs> for right. the Broadway melody from 1929, uh-huh. Broadway rhythm from Broadway melody of 1936, oh my God. and uh, the Broadway ballet part is all original music. Oh, uh, sure. So. Okay. That feels right. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a cool arrangement of pasta. So yeah, I got to yeah. feel like... This movie is made for people that were, like, going to see all those early talks. It's only been, like, 15 years since the Broadway Melody stuff came yeah, out. Yeah, that's fair. They're going to come out and be like, ooh, my favorite song. Oh, right, I remember. And, like, oh, a cool new update yeah. for the 50s. That's cute. So what, is Gotta Dance original, or that's taken from That's taken earlier... from, yeah, I is my understanding. Got it. Okay. I, of course, have not listened to this Broadway Melody. <laughs> and I refuse to. <laughs> I That's the read. kind of integrity you can expect <laughs> on Gertbeek. The kind of intellectual curiosity. <laughs> uh, but cool. So RF says, nope, can't picture it. It's the last we hear of it, which is a very funny joke after doing a, like, 12-minute <laughs> cutaway. Is, yeah, a lot of the movie. <laughs> and he's standing there like, eh? Like, what do you think? No, I don't think I so. don't get it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but RF does say, okay, this is all great. Nobody tell Lena because she's going to lose her mind when she discovers we are dubbing over her and removing, like, I would guess, like, 75% of her from I the mean, movie. yeah. <laughs> if it's just going to be like, and then he gets hit on the head and goes yeah. back to musketeer times. Yeah. She's only in that. Yeah. Bummer. And not even her voice. Yeah. Woof. After she's recorded all the songs, thinking that she's yeah. going to be the one that's... And that, gone through all the diction lessons yeah. and all that, you know. Like, I get well, why but... she'd be feeling betrayed. <laughs> this is the thing is there, is, there is extremely strong case for Lena to be, like, wildly... Like, she got fucked. Yeah. You know? She has a contract. She has a... And, of course, none of the contracts include things like... No one will dub over my voice because that hasn't been invented yet. This is where, like, streaming but, rights stuff wouldn't yeah, have been contracts exactly. for, yeah. Like, you know, we used to work in um, classical music and, mm. like, you would not believe the number of contracts that are based, like, that are from the 90s and are still 
accurate, like still active because yeah. they haven't updated the contract since that simply do not have any clauses in them for like publishing content online yeah. because that hadn't been invented. What they started to do is there's the contract language. I won't be able to pull the exact thing verbatim, but mm. it, it says like, in all mediums through the known universe in perpetuity. Like, it's something so extreme that, like, oh, I see, I, hey. you got burned by one, yeah. like, media inclusion. Like, never again. Never again. I'm just going to say, does it exist? I'm protecting you against <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. When you got it. beaming the music directly into somebody's brain comes around, we got a friggin' license That's on in that. the contract, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, we hadn't learned yet, I suppose. Yeah. So Lena does find out naturally, because she's gonna. And then she also finds out that Don and uh, Kathy are going to get married, and she doesn't and like that. she, for some reason, is very convinced that, like, the tabloid stories the studio has yeah. cooked up are correct, despite so, uh, yeah. never dating Don. Like, they go to parties together for work, <laughs> and that's it. And she's like, we're in love! Like, but girl, what are you doing? If you have, if that's literally all you've ever known from start to finish, maybe she's eh. like, that is real life. That's real life for him. Because Don's an outsider. He was a That's stunt true. Man. He was a stunt man. Yeah. She didn't care much for him. I suppose. Yeah. Oh, it'd be so weird to <laughs> have that life where like the only romantic relationships you can have in public are like studio approved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. A bad time. <laughs> bad time. Glad we got away from Glad that. Glad we never More do like, it again. Wink, 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 yep. wink, wink. Definitely not a thing that still goes on. Uh, so the premiere of The Dancing Cavalier is a big success and the audience clamors from Alina to sing live and she hasn't thought Ahead to this part. No. And so we uh, get the fun, okay, Lena, go and lip sync, and we for, we won't explain our plan to Kathy. You go and... Yeah, this seems unnecessarily rude. Like, yeah. Lena is out there, and, oh, what is she... She's cooked up this thing where, like, to keep Kathy down, Kathy yeah. has to now only perform as Lena for the rest of her career. Like, that's with no brutal. Crit. Yeah, yeah. With no you're credit. never going to get your own career. <laughs> and so they they basically go along with it, wink, wink. Yeah. Like, but so Kathy, rude, so unnecessary. Kathy's an actor. Like, just yeah. get her. She can act. It's fine. <laughs> like, I don't, do it. I, don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand the benefit of, like, emotionally traumatizing her for, like, 12 seconds. <laughs> All right, fine. That's just how you made movies back then. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> and Especially the for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, and if you're Stanley Kubrick or yeah. anyone. All right. Or Gene Kelly. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So uh, we get Singing in the Rain reprise from uh, Lena Lamont. Yeah. Uh, kind of. And Don Cosmo and RF gleefully open the curtain to reveal what's really going on. Uh, defeated Lena flees in humiliation. Uh, the new gang celebrates and everybody lives happily ever after. <laughs> Literally just a nice tidy bow on yep. it. Cute. Yeah, it's a very cute movie. And it's a charming movie. Uh, it ends on that, like, them weird, the weirdly looking at the billboard and, like, smiling at each other. <laughs> There's a cut scene where that billboard, it's a different billboard. It's like, sure. for a Don Lockwood and Lee Lamont oh, movie okay. that Kathy comes and sings, You Were Meant For Me, to the billboard. And it's supposed to be the reveal of, oh, she actually knows who Don Lockwood is. Oh, yeah. oh, Okay. And they cut it out, so, like, that'll be huh. pretty confusing if yeah. we just <laughs> plug that in there. And it's like, wait, I thought that she said she didn't know. Is that not? Okay, I yeah. get it. Because we get the, you know, before they meet up again, we get Don pining over Kathy. But mm. we don't get Kathy pining over Don. Yeah. I see. Yeah, mm. no, that's a cut. Cut that out. Yep. So, good cut. Approved. <laughs> like see it. Yep. Yeah, and that's uh, Singing in the Rain. I didn't bring okay. too much in the way of... Uh, of 
research this time because I figured we'd just like talking about it. We, it's we, just a great uh, one, yeah. But I did want to mention a little bit of an injury and destruction roundup. Oh, yes. Oh, I have a feeling I know what this is going to be. <laughs> you know at least one of these, I know. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, and these are me. pretty famous stories, but I just wanted oh. to like... Uh, and just for those that might not know, there's the cute thing where, like, singing in the rain, that little bit. Gene Kelly had a fever of 103. Yeah, he was fucked up that day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, feverish, mildly hallucinatory. Um, they you're did... standing on a set of a street, not a real street. You're stopping like... what in a woolen suit that's actively shrinking on you. <laughs> <God>. uh, <laughs> Trying to tap dance in a puddle. Like... Yeah. They did shoot it over three days, so oh. I wonder if this was a, like, the first day was fine. Second day, I feel weird. He's Third day, me. just like, I... He's actively hallucinating. Yeah, I have a chill in my bones for some reason. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, the other famous one for Debbie Reynolds is that she famously was super emotionally abused by Gene Kelly on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Good Morning um, dance number famously they did in one day from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., her feet were, like, super bloody. Bleeding, Which, yeah. you know, it's going to happen. Uh, not the only day that she had to bleed through a dance number. She was a gymnast, so Gene Kelly was like, oh, she'll be able to pick this up fine. And he later said, like, she is amazing at mimicking, but she doesn't have the actual technique to do it right. So yeah, I would shout her Yeah, she was never <laughs> trained as a dancer. Like, I honestly think uh... if they didn't have to do tap dancing, she would have been fine. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. A lot of her numbers are just, like, you know, move in sync with Donald O'Connor and yeah. Gene Kelly are, like, you know... Ugh, yeah. yeah. God damn. I mean, like, it's nice that he thought, oh, she'll, she's got the skills, she'll be able mm. to pick it up. But I do remember a, an interview or something later where he was like, I can't believe I made her do that. Like, yeah. she was not prepared for that, and she pulled it the fuck off. And he later, like, apologized to her, and they made up. They never worked again <clears throat> together. Debbie Reynolds would always say that the hardest two things she ever had to do in her life were childbirth and singing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh-huh. Uh, Kelly said that she graduated from the University of Hard Work and Pain. Oh my god! <laughs> the School of Hard Knocks, but for emotional abuse. And for dance. Uh, and dance. <laughs> uh, oh but it god. was also later revealed, so Gene Kelly was known to be like a tyrant on set. He was and, quite a taskmaster, uh, yeah. It, there is some fun thing mixed in there that he stopped being a taskmaster as much mm. later in life. And he admitted to like, oh yeah, I was being a ghoul to work with at the beginning of the 50s because I wanted MGM to fire me. I hated my contract. I wanted out so bad that oh. I had no legal recourse. <laughs> and I wanted them it to be so difficult to work with me that they would just stop. But instead, he made one of the most beloved yeah, movies yeah. of all time. Oops. <laughs> Feels like a real producer's situation. Yeah, it like, is, yeah. fuck, I didn't mean to do Shit. Now I have to do this forever. But no, after this, uh, they fired him. Oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. And it's because oh. he wanted to be able to make his own stuff, do what sure, he wanted sure. to do, and he kept getting pulled into these projects he didn't want to do. And more, he was cut out of projects that he wanted to do. Really? Um, so yeah, he just got to do his own thing after this, which... God damn. Yeah. Okay. Very funny. <laughs> I mean. We can laugh about it now. Yeah. I'm sure no one was laughing at the time. That's no. such a weird one, too, because, like, yeah, he was, like, I don't know. He he was very creative and, like, had clearly had all these, this artistic vision and stuff. But, like, the, he made excellent movies yeah. as a result. Like, I, what was what was the discontent there, I wonder? No, it was that he just didn't get to 100. It wasn't so much the creative reign when a project was going. It was mm. what he was allowed to accept work for like oh, he wasn't okay. allowed to work for certain studios 
Sure. And sure. he okay. really wanted to go and do other. I can't remember what it was, but there was some Warner Bros. stuff that he wanted to go and do, and they're like, oh, oh right. absolutely not. Oh, because they. Oh, what's the one where he dances with the mouse? Is that a Warner Brothers <laughs> one? Do you not know this? This no. is like a really famous, like one of the very first instances I think of of like live action and animation combined. Oh. It's where he. You know a lot more about this than I do. Yeah, yeah, he and the mouse are both dancing, and they're both dressed in little sailor costumes, oh, and like is... they had to animate the mouse over. But he's acting to this creature that doesn't exist, right? It's very yeah. like Bob. Hoskins and Roger Abbott, like ah. this this style of thing, and yeah, he like and he, that was his idea. Like he he thought all these things up and like very creative man. And I can see them taking a risk on that in the sense that like mm. it's a musical, like it's just charming. It'll make money regardless. But yeah, yeah god damn those fucking studio contracts. Yeah. I don't know anyone who had a good time with these in the forties and fifties. Like just absolute fucking indentured servitude. Yeah, brutal. But then you get into the like. Even back then, people would know a little bit about that. Oh, they're trapped in their contract, whatever. And they'd just be like, well, they're fucking actors. They're just doing the yeah. thing that they love to do every day. And oh, then, no, boo-hoo. <laughs> you can have two thoughts at once. Things can be both good and bad. Both things, yeah, exactly. Enter the idea of nuance. Uh, <laughs> and the last little injury and destruction little bit that I think that you're aware of already. But uh, Donald O'Connor um, was a famous smoker. He smoked four mm. packs a day, oh. which is disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so he was obliterated by Make Him Laugh. Like, doing that just... Because it's his only really huge dance number. Yeah, where you can tell he had to exert himself. Yeah. Christ. So, uh, after... I couldn't do any of that now, and I don't smell... Like, wow. So, but, but it was, like, it was written for him. Like, Make Him Laugh is the only original song that could do whatever they wanted with okay, it. Okay, uh, right. Quote-unquote original song, like I said. Um, Asterisk for the purposes of the show. But every all the gags and stuff are based on his old vaudeville routine. So it was all, uh, okay. these are the things you can do. Like the the run up the wall backflip, he yeah, was yeah. famous for that. That yeah, was his sure. move. You gotta, you, you do, you're famous for that, you gotta put it yeah. in your movie somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so, so cute. He survived Make Him Laugh. <laughs> Uh, he was in the hospital for three days afterward recovering. J- not not with anything actually injured, but he was just like a... He was made up of bruises and oh, uh, yeah. just like general enfeeblement. <laughs> it took all the energy you were going to use for the next month out of you. Yeah. Do I... Is this apocryphal that... I think you're about to say okay, the thing then that then you're going to... Okay, then you say yeah, it. You say uh, it. The, so he, he like had done the shoot and everything and like while it was happening, people were applauding him. Like people fucking loved it. The grips were just like, fuck yeah, So dude. cool, yeah. Uh, he comes back to set after being in hospital for a couple days and uh, Gene Kelly's like, man, that was amazing. Like, do you think... I think you could really like you could just do that whenever he's like yeah anytime boss and it's like great because the camera was broken we need to do it all from the top oh, no. one more time <laughs> they had not the opened cap the was aperture. on the lens oh really yeah. oh i was being oh, okay. they hadn't opened so it was like a big blur it was just out of focus movement no do you think someone got fired i don't know your one fucking job you gotta laugh yeah <laughs> It made him laugh for sure. Yeah. And he cried a little. That's that's oh Donald God. O'Connor's I became the Joker moment, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. Again, sorry, I just came out of the hospital. <laughs> and I have to do say what now? You want <laughs> That's actually not even the one I was thinking of. Oh, that no? I didn't know. Oh, okay. Um the thing this is probably apocryphal, but where he you know, he's doing the the run up the wall and do a backflip. Mm. He does one of them and then he does like kind of a bigger one and then he's clearly working up to an a third final like ta da one. Uh. But he's doing it on this movie set and the thing he 
chooses, the surface he chooses for his third and final backflip is just a sheet of paper painted to look. And so he goes right through it by yeah. accident. Is it true that he didn't know there was no wall there? Oh, no, that's on purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I heard that story, but I think that would be incredibly funny and I'm sad. It would, be, it would be very funny. But you can see in the actual, like, the lead up to it, yes, it does look like he's going to do the backflip. Yeah. But in the cut, you can see he's just drop kicking the wall. Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> he goes, like, down into it as opposed to up into right, it. Right, right. Sure. So that's the, like, I thought that you were going to say yeah. there is one thing where the one concession is like, can we, I'll do one of them up a wall. Can we just do, like, a, a grade on one of them, just like a little oh. tilt, just because <laughs> yeah, it hurts there's so like bad. a mirror leaning. <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. Like this is literally he's they like okay, uh, one take cut. He's like okay, a cigarette, just gonna. Oh my god. <laughs> my lungs are failing as we speak. What a champ. What a champ. <laughs> is that the reason that he's sitting down for most of his the rest scenes of the for the rest? Yeah. Well, there was the Singing in the Rain, uh, that song, was yeah. supposed to be the trio doing it together. Oh. And they didn't do it because Donald O'Connor was in hospital and Debbie Reynolds was getting yelled at by Gene Kelly. Oh, God. And couldn't, like, get the, the choreography right. The yeah. And Gene Kelly was like, "What? tell you what. I'll just do a number on my own. How does that sound? And it was like, wonderful. Again. Donald O'Connor goes to sleep for three days. <laughs> Debbie Reynolds uh, puts her. Applies ice to her yep. limbs, every <laughs> single foot muscle. <laughs> and there you go. An absolutely fucking iconic uh, yep. piece was born. That's so funny. <laughs> it's almost the reverse of like a spite movie where a movie does really well out of out of spite or out of like I'll fucking show them. This is just. Well, no, this is kind That's of a spite, spite movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I feel like it's not the initial. Uh, motivation, which is what I yes. want them to be. Yeah. But this is more like on set, like, fine, we'll just do a perfect oh. uh, solo then. Like, <laughs> well, if no one else wants to, I guess I'll just bang out this incredible number that we'll be uh, we'll be talking about 70 years from now. Yeah, the camera's broken, fine. I'll just run up some fucking walls, why don't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. I love it. It's, it's great. great. So that's uh, all I had to bring research-wise, but I know you had some questions you wanted to ask me about. I have some questions because I love I love how fun musicals are and how much like weird behind the scenes shit there tends to be for mm. musicals. But I also I have two pieces of my own and mm. what were they? Um, um Is it in that in that little note? No, it's not. Thing? Oh, okay. I think, I thought, oh yes. <laughs> so yeah, th- this it actually makes a ton of sense that Gene Kelly was like trying to get fired and was doing this as like a spite piece because he never he would never do people would ask him to like recreate Singing in the Rain mm. all the fucking time and that just became like his one thing that people you know mm. and he would never ever do it he was like no I'm not like what I'm not a monkey like don't make me but he did the one time in his whole career that he performed Singing in the Rain again mm. like for a show or for it like was on um was with the Muppets that <laughs> He did like a down tempo version for Kermit. Oh, that's which so I sweet. Think is so cute. If you're gonna pull out your big tricks for somebody, it's gonna be the Muppets. It's gonna be the Muppets for sure. Kermit can ask for anything <laughs> in this life. Ask the world of me, yeah. you little green frog. I'll give it. <laughs> yeah, so he like you know he's he's eighty at this time or whatever. Oh, like yeah. he's sitting at the piano. He's not doing the splashy and the. Oh, but he's okay. got like a little umbrella twirl and he does like a nice down tempo version of it, and and Kermit's like sitting there on the piano. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. That so charming. So I love that he kind of like, okay, like we'll let the walls down for the Muppets. We'll, we'll do it. How much do you think it was like, okay, I'll do Singing in the Rain for the Muppets, but I'm not dancing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if he was like too old uh, or, yeah, I feel like dancers either, they absolutely 
destroy their bodies mm. or they can do anything until they drop dead. Like it's it's either one. Yeah, there's two types. You hit 35 and then your body doesn't change yeah. until you are just suddenly a corpse. You're in the ground, yeah. Or there's just like a tiny black hole inside and it just sucks everything into the center. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of like five foot dancers <laughs> that did not start at five feet. Yeah. Yeah, actually my my childhood friend who's like a world famous ballet dancer, oh, yeah. he, he almost didn't get into things because I was like, mm, you're... Getting close to like five six. I don't know if you can. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is so funny too, because the men have to be like trees, yeah. just huge, muscly dudes to like lift women in the air. Yeah. Right? You'd think you'd want that. There's oh, a reason funny. there's such a cross between martial arts performers and dancers. Like yes, those compact. are compact, just a little fucking battery. wiry guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. He's a he's a tap dancer too, right? Like he's good. He's yeah, quite good at yeah, tap. Everybody, yeah. yeah. That's so hard. Anyway, I think one of the reasons that um, that Gene Kelly did not ever want to fucking touch this musical again is because of Malcolm McDowell. What? Yeah. <laughs> so here's to, the thing. Please explain that statement. I, <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, I never really expect Malcolm McDowell, but that was the least you never I suspected. Knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. So I just the... want you to know what I'm picturing is... Sure, yes. I don't know why you conjured for me a scene from Star Trek Generations where Malcolm McDowell oh. is standing on a low spot and Gene Kelly is up high and they're fighting. So I want, <laughs> I know you'll dispel he that image. He the, the high ground. But <laughs> I mean, it's kind of that. So Clockwork Orange, he's in as this like okay. absolute murdering bastard, right? This like, it's it's a satire, I don't know, is the, the yeah, right word? Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure, of, of like you know, knife gangs in Britain in the 80s. Like, you know, the upper crust were absolutely terrified of, of roving gangs of teens and, Two like, episodes hyper in a row crime. that we're talking about knife guys. Knife guys. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt They're you. everywhere. Just really. No, 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 that's fair. <laughs> um, it was on people's minds is, is what it was. And so one of the things that, you know, if you've seen A Clockwork Orange, one of the things that he and his gang do is in just pick a random person. Again, the terror of, like, it could be you. Um... <laughs> Jerk off motion. Um, they invade like an elderly professor's home and beat the ever loving shit out of him. I think they kill him. Yes. And they. Do they? No, they. They uh, assault his wife. I can't yeah. remember if she dies or not. I believe she dies, but he is just physically. Disabled. Oh no, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he lives through it barely, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and they force him to like watch them assaulting his wife and and killing her and like just absolutely horrific shit. Yes. And. The thing that Malcolm McDowell chose out of thin air to do to, like, intimidate this guy was to kind of go into, just barge into his home, right? Starts mm. going into his office, jumping on the furniture, and he starts singing, oh, singing in the rain. Wow. And doing this little tap dance. And he's got, like, you know, they've got their clubs that they beat people with. He's using it as, like, the umbrella and mm. kind of doing some of the moves from singing in the rain from this, <laughs> this number. And Gene Kelly was furious yeah. about this. He saw Malcolm McDowell at a party one time a couple years later and was like, you You're ruined so my bitch. fucking song and just walked off. <laughs> my fucking song that I did not write? Yeah. I... Well, you know. But now that's it, right? That's yeah. all. And yes. it's been like completely obliterated, ruined at this point in time on okay. Clockwork Orange. You hear Singing in the Rain and you're like, oh, the murdering psychopath that's instead funny, of the charming... Less murderous psychopath. I've seen Clockwork Orange and like mm. I, it doesn't make me think of that. I guess I've just it's smooth brained right off of me. No, it's like a plot point later where they go back to or he, oh, he yeah. gets rescued by that professor who doesn't recognize him, but he starts absent mindedly singing, singing in the rain, yeah, and the professor's right. like, Oh my god, it's this guy. 
Yeah, so there you go. So I feel like Gene Kelly was just like over it <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> but the Muppets heals all. Yes, it does. Kermit can do anything. Brings us back to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> heals that rift. <laughs> and Malcolm was like, I just, it was just a funny song to sing while you're murdering someone. I don't know. I'm so sorry, famous Gene Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood parties must be so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are the two things that I really like about it. It just got, like, completely ruined wow. for its star, <laughs> which does not surprise me that he was like, fuck this. But yes, okay, so yes. here's what I would like to talk about about musicals. I feel like the real charm of them is, like, oh, the sets and the costumes and, like, this, you know, what clever ways can we, like, present musicals and, and performances on film? It's such a production. Like, such a production, exactly, yes. It's, you know, you get musical theater people where they're like, it's the thrill of the production. Like the phrase, it really is movie magic. That's mm-hmm. the, I feel like people are unironically banding that about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, you know, musicals get, you can think they're cheesy if you want, but they are uh, hyper-focused, designed to, like, make you feel good <laughs> and to entertain you. So yeah. you're being ungrateful if you don't like them. I think I both are true. That. I think that musicals, I do think they're very cheesy, and also totally. I love them for that. Yes, it's exactly. It's a very specific flavor cheese and i love to eat it <laughs> and i cheese. love eating cheese <laughs> you're the most from it's anchors away that's what it is yeah they had to animate me into yeah. it <laughs> oh my god how old are you <laughs> this is gonna turn into a true crime podcast where we find out nick is a vampire oh my god anyway mouse <laughs> so I would like to know what like what your favorite bits of the performance mm. of it all are. So what's your favorite song? You know this answer for sure, but yes. just to state it for posterity, yeah. it is make him laugh. Yeah. There is That's it right. is just your favorite number. Yeah. Absolutely Fair. top to bottom, no comparison. Like nothing comes anywhere close to me. Like it might be my favorite musical song performance everything in a musical period ever made ever made potentially <laughs> bold words but uh, it's just it is such a perfect for what it is like it's just a buddy trying to cheer up his friend and is doing the only way he knows how which is falling down and hurting himself falls, yeah. it's just so it's so pure and nice but also pure entertainment fun on its own <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah, I think that's nice. How about E? I, I mean, it's it, for a number, like number-wise, yes. It's Make Him Laugh is, is just stellar. Like, there's no part where it flags or, or you're like, I wish we would get past this, you know? You're almost like, I'll just watch that scene, yeah. and that's it. Like, like, there are a few things that I'm, like, sad when it's done. Yeah. And I'm just go like, Go back, oh. go back. But anything yeah. more would cheapen it. One of the, but the the actual song I think I like best, as in just mm. like, I think it's a good song, is You Were Meant For Me, where oh. he's like singing to her on the movie set and he's sort of pulling together this like romantic sunset on the soundstage or whatever. I think that's a great song. And I love their little, you know, light choreography to mm. it. I think it's a charming moment. It is very sweet. That's, that's one that like, I think I am too cynical and have a little bit too much irony poisoning where I get a little uncomfortable. Like, no, too nice. Come on. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take it. I think it's just such a cute, like, I get it. It's very cheesy, but mm. it's just like two movie people, you know, yeah, like expressing yeah. feelings to each other in movie style. Like, yeah. you just, you gotta, you gotta respect it. Oh, I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, this is a personal failing. <laughs> and I expect you to work on that for the next time we come back. I will just be watching that on repeat. <laughs> Speaking of Clockwork Orange, <laughs> we're going to make you fucking hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
what's a performance that you think you could pull off? Like, what number do you think you could do? Yeah, you mean specifically like one of the one of the one of the okay. numbers in the yeah. Being honest with myself, I I want to be able to do Make Him Laugh. There is no way. Absolutely I have, not. No. I have reached a point in my life where, like, if I had started working when I was 10, I might be able to do Make Him Laugh now, like sure. 25 yeah. years later. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, maybe. Uh, but I think I could, if I was just like, okay, eight hours a day, Debbie Reynolds style, make my feet bleed, <laughs> cry every day. Yeah. I could maybe get through uh, Singing in the Rain, because I feel like I okay. do have, like, a limbic flail about myself that <laughs> lends itself well to that particular number. You mean like your limbs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's different. Limbic. <laughs> I'm using that right. Doctors right? everywhere are just <laughs> throwing up crying. <laughs> I don't know. It's something in your nervous system. So I guess technically. Sure. Yeah. I have a yeah. nervous system. I would employ it. To dance the to number. To dance. I do, I love, like, Gene Kelly, I watched his clips for the show over and over and over. <laughs> we did this show so many times. I, again, you get, his style is so specific. It's almost is like, it? okay. I think he's self-taught, too. Like, oh. he, he did, you know, take lessons, but he worked on it himself for so much of his youth. And, like, it's very <laughs> loose. And, like, especially compared to when he's paired up with Donald O'Connor. And Donald O'Connor is very, like, he's okay, here are the beats. And, like, yeah. and Gene Kelly's just got this kind of flop <laughs> to him. But it works. And it seems very spontaneous. And, like, yeah. yeah. It makes it look very natural. and Yeah. Naturalistic it, it, like, dance. Yeah, it makes it look less over-choreographed, which is... Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a real, like, you know, immediacy and, and like, openness to it, which I really like. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could pull that off, yes. If yeah. you learned to tap dance, yeah, you could do yeah. that number. No, no, we'll just dub the taps in. <laughs> which they also did, because yes, they're doing it in a fucking puddle, of course. <laughs> just these sloppy taps. <laughs> <laughs> I love the image of someone sitting, like, staring intensely at video of themselves tap dancing, and they're, they're like, dangling their little feet off the ground, and then, like, tick, 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 just in the booth, like, black, except for the screen, just, like, tick, 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 just so precise. It's very funny. And then coming out with this, like, la, la, la. Yeah, it somehow musical. seems way harder to do that. Oh, I'm me. sure it is. That's, yeah, bananas. I guess you're the one doing it, but hmm. goddamn. Yeah, that's great. Um, I feel like I could purely because it doesn't seem like there's a ton of again. If I if I worked on it a little, I feel like I could do the Broadway melody bits in the in the clubs, like where he goes sure. to the jazz clubs and like Sid Charisse is there. Flip I feel a coin. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. It feels. It's very slow moving. Mm. You know the actual physical moves. Very slow moving. That's fine. Um, I feel like I, if I just worked out for a little bit, I could do those moves. Are you the Centuries or are you yeah, Gene yeah. Kelly? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That'd I feel like flexible. I can manage that. That look. Ah, that's true. It's tricky. She's yeah. a ballerina. She's like a famous yeah. ballerina. So. Well, it's yeah, getting on those pointer feet while yes. that fan was going at her. <laughs> <laughs> I want the raw footage of that and just the airplane taking off noise that's happening. <laughs> So good. I feel like I could also maybe, again, if I learned tap dancing, do Moses Supposes. Because it's just tap dancing. There's no real, like, just tap dancing and jump on and off. Yeah. I can bully someone. Yes, I know you can. Uh, ma'am. <laughs> Shut uh, the uh, fuck sir, up <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fine. Okay, speaking of citrus, because this is going to be my answer, what's your favorite outfit? Favorite outfit. Easy one for me. Those green check suits from the beginning. Ooh, <laughs> it's like it's like the Riddler at a picnic. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Country Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Citrice's green dress. So mm. just great green yeah. outfits in this. Yeah. yeah. The green technicolor. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
wonder that seems like a real vivid one to to produce on screen. Yeah, I like. I also like just the aesthetic of the green check suit number two because <laughs> usually we've talked about the like the fake instrument playing being yes. a like, sticking point, but it's so fake in this that it's hammy, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> and he's telling the story of yeah. doing these fake performances, so it, it feels, yeah, it feels right. <laughs> That's good. That's great. And my favorite thing to do, just because why not, um, if you were to cast, if you were to make Sing the Rain now, mm-hmm. who would you cast? Well, this is a uh, little how the bread was made of the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, Aaron warned me that I, we would, I would need to supply a cast. <laughs> yeah, so I did give you the heads up. This, this is not off the off the dome, as they say, but <laughs> they do not. I am proud of my little cast, and I hope you like them too. All right, let's hear it. As Don Lockwood in the Gene Kelly role, I am casting James Marsden. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. As Great. Cosmo Brown, I am casting Kehei Kwan. Oh. Because <laughs> I feel like that dude can do anything. Yeah, yeah, he can apparently. Yeah. And also, he can be a ham. He can be very physical. He's very funny as just a like oopsie guy. You He's know? still like he hasn't. Like all the everything ever all once press, he hasn't been doing movies since he was a kid. So like, yeah, there's not a lot of body of work there. But he's still got the like the excellent delivery that he's got in Temple of Doom, <laughs> where it's just like so like pew pow pow, like just such perfect comic timing. Yes, oh, yeah. I love it. And Cosmo is very like yeah, a little this. wry fella that a you're like a little prickly. Does yeah. everybody see him or just Gene Kelly? <laughs> Honestly, no one talks directly to Cosmo for an upsettingly long period of it's the movie. It's just, it's really just RF and, and uh, Gene Kelly. Are they just doing a bunch of opium together and they hallucinate Cosmo? I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, as Kathy Selden, I have Ariana DeBose, who was just in West Side oh, Story. Nice. Which I put that together and I was like, oh, that's funny that this is a movie that Rita Moreno's in. Yeah. 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 As someone named Zelda, <laughs> which we should bring back as a name. Yeah. yeah, well, famously, there's a princess out there. Um, <laughs> Either you're going to say Robin Williams' daughter, but also that, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah, sure. Um, as Lena, I am casting Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Insane age gap here. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> but no, just, no, I guess like James Marsden. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That the makes sense. commitment to the absolute voice she would have oh. in this. Can you imagine if she was trying to be goofy about it? Oh, she's perfect. Yes. And, oh, that rules. Uh, I know that this is like bonus round. I'm, mm. I'm guessing you're just doing the, the I just top had four. the four. Uh, but this isn't just because they both, they're all initials for names. Okay. But as RF, uh, J.K. Simmons. Just <laughs> no, that's very there. good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I like it. I think I'm just picturing yes. him as his character in... Uh, What's that Coen Bros movie? Burn After Reading? Yes. Just being the, like sitting behind the desk being like, what so did what did we, we learn? <laughs> As it turns out, not much. Oh, that's great. So that's my cast. Okay. Um, great. I think I skewed a little younger than you on this one. Oh, well, so some you, for the big dance little. musicals, you got to have the like the hot shots. You got to be spry. I'm going gotta... legacy cast. I guess. <laughs> and I respect that. That's fair. With the exception of Ariana. That's the. Yeah. Oh yes, true. But the you know weird age gaps in Hollywood, so that <laughs> yeah. would turn out to be fine. That's it's true. fine. Oh, that's great. James Marsden does not get enough play as a funny guy. Like, him in Hairspray is absolute peak. Oh, yeah, that's what of, I was picturing. Yes. Yeah. He's I, so I fucking I initially good. thought of him as Cosmo. I was like, no, he's not wry enough. He's too earnest. Yeah. He's got to be the earnest funny guy. Yeah. yeah. That huge, wide face <laughs> smile. All those teeth yeah. coming at you. <laughs> 
we've we watched the first couple of X-Men movies because the Popcorn Bucket podcast yes. has been doing their like grueling trek through the X-Men <laughs> franchise. And yeah, it is like uh, James Martin just does not get he used did, well. Maybe that's why he was in my mind because yeah, they were talking about him not getting James. used there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll use him well. I'll recast him in this thing that will never happen. <laughs> Fixed the X-Men franchise. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, here's here's my casting. Yes. I'm going to go for Dawn, I think Dev Patel would be a really good, like, he should get to do funny stuff. He's, like, insanely handsome, and so it would be easy to be, like, you're kind of the stuck-up, like, handsome actor guy. I think he could work that, but also do the goofy stuff. And the bonus is, if he's not able to do the goofy stuff, then you're just, like... He's just an he's just try he's an earnest handsome man. I'll yeah, just look exactly. at him. I'll just look at his face. <laughs> it's fine. Um, for Kathy, I feel like I just I want to see more of her in stuff. Zazie Beats. Oh, remind um, me. I know. She, I know she's name. in the harder they fall. She's stagecoach Mary. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. She's in Deadpool. I can't remember her character's oh, really? name. Oh, is she Lucky... Domino or whatever yes. it is? Yeah. Lucky Domino. <laughs> I was just going to say. Is she <laughs> Something about chance. Being lucky? <laughs> she's lucky in it, yes. Yes, okay. Um, I think she's great. But I think it would also be like, I think Renata Reinsva could be um Oh, that good. name is not familiar to me. She's the worst person in the world. Titular. <laughs> oh, oh, I just don't know how to pronounce her name correctly. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, very we're good. Not. Um, <laughs> she's, I think she can do like vulnerable so well, mm, but it would also yeah. be cool to give her like a little comedy part. <laughs> she could pull off like oh i've never heard of you before you know what i mean like i think she could really be emotionally devastating in that role (laughs) quietly devastating you're like why can't i not stop thinking about her (laughs) exactly yeah um cosmo i think should be adam brody because he deserves to just be he can do whatever he want now he went through the cw like meat machine (laughs) and i think he'd just have a good time just being a goofy and he would be able to do the like the cynical like there's a there is a good amount of cynicism there's a darkness yes he'd be able to pull that out yes absolutely (laughs) and i think lena lamont we could do ricky lindholm she'd be oh great She's she got do... this cartoon way about her. It's like not real. This isn't a real person. She can she do can those so bonkers, good. like I can see through time eyes. Yes. That are just like, what is going on? In I'm there, not buddy? connected to this plane. <laughs> <laughs> you can see her being like, but we're getting married. Yes, like, absolutely. Running mascara. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't know for RF. God, who's like an older? Oh, you know, I, I just wanted to give right. J.K. Simmons some more. He deserves. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to say, actually, you know what? I'm going to say Ken Watanabe. Let's say Ken. Oh, I like that. I feel like yes. he could be like a put-upon executive. Yes. Who like quite... used to enjoy his job and now is just like, I'm just a glorified manager. He can be <laughs> very serious without being too melodramatic, but yeah. I'm just melodramatic enough at the right, yeah. He can, he can like background it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like that. So there you go. Good choice. Nice. I want to see both of these movies made immediately. So get on it. Get someone. on it, whoever. <laughs> Hollywood. I'm going to put this podcast in the mail and send it to Hollywood. <laughs> Care of. CO. Hollywood people. <laughs> I'm sure that's a good chunk of the mail that people at the post office in LA do get. Hollywood Care week. of Hollywood. <laughs> 666 Boogie Woogie Lane. <laughs> what year are you from? <laughs> a number of times on the podcast and I have not gotten a good answer. You might be a vampire. Hollywood, California, spelled that way. (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Uh, Fun stuff. Uh, Well, with all that in mind, (laughs) would you please tell me your closing thoughts on Yes. Singing in the rain. Singing. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm I'm enjoying the, like, movies about movies. Mm, Uh, I'm sorry, I was gonna launch right into my double bill. Don't do it. (laughs) 
Okay. Classic garbage blunder. <laughs> That's never occurred before. That's literally <laughs> never once happened. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I love that it's a movie about movies. I think those are so charming. Mm. I'm not in movies, but I so maybe it's it's more enjoyable for me that way where I can just gloss over the yeah. shit that would obviously never happen or whatever. It just but, does big broad strokes that you can be like, totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah, movies do be like that. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> movies love them. <laughs> so I like that of like, yeah, it's an industry like anything else and here are the personalities in mm. it and uh, you get what you get. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's what I like about nice. it. Nice. I like exactly that, but I like that it's kind of... Uh, it's like evoking a time specifically. Yeah. And I feel like you got to do that with movies about movies. You can't yes. just be like, here is a general tale about movies about movies. No, because it's so specific. Yeah. It went through so many like seismic changes. But I, speaking of seismic changes, I love that there's just so much executive brain shit in this where, <laughs> like, of course no one thought talkies would catch on. Yeah. No one thinks a new thing is good because, as we mentioned, you don't want to do the work I don't for do it. Because want to do it, yeah. Uh, but until, and then the second money gets involved or you think you can get one up on somebody or you have to catch up to another thing that's yep. when you're like okay who gives a shit about the quality of the thing just make it the thing that we want just now. start doing that yeah, yeah. start like, streaming how do, how do i make it viral what does that mean <laughs> like it's that same kind of <laughs> yeah the i mean one of the things i do really like is there is that fun like oh how are how are they you know how are they gonna pull it off but there's this undercurrent of like desperation oh, in the whole yeah. movie of like are we about to go extinct i, I love and our phrase and like everyone is about to lose their job <laughs> it's a lot i love the phrase quiet desperation but yes. this is loud desperation <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is staged desperation <laughs> yeah God, yeah, it totally is. Desperation on scene. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, now I will permit you, if you wish to double oh. bill, to de- to deploy it now. Oh, thank you. The time has come. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, I went back and forth on this because I don't know whether I consider Singing in the Rain the trashy one or the arty one. Oh. But I'm going to go with it as the trashy-er one because mm, okay. it is just like... It does have that, like, it takes a very serious, you know, are we all out of a job? Like, yeah, you know, Don has depression now because yeah. he's like, what am I even good for if, like, this is going out of style? What am I going to do with and my you're life? pasting Technicolor smiles yeah. on top of it. Don't worry. <laughs> so that, I think, it's more entertainment than it is. It, it takes a serious subject and mm. it does it goofy. Yeah. But I'm going to go with a movie by a director that always makes me think, like, oh, movie homework. But it's not at all. <laughs> this, this movie is so good and so fun to watch. And it's also about, like, movies about movies. Um... I'm going to pair it with the mildly artier one, uh, Francois Truffaut movie, Day for Night. Nice. Yeah, yes. 1973. So it's it's about like a guy played by Francois Truffaut yeah. directing a, or he's the producer or something. No, he's, no, the, he's director. the director. Yep, yep. Um, making a movie and just like the foibles that come along with it, yeah. right? And like how it's much looser of a plot. And I, I think mm-hmm. in that way, it's maybe more of an arty one as well, where there's no clear narrative. It's just, yeah. here's what it's like to try and make a movie. Like it's literally Singing in the Rain is a studio movie. And the, like Day for Night is an art house movie. It is considered sure. that. So there sure. you go. There's yeah. your justification for that. But it's so funny. Like it's all so of funny. the all of the things are just like, oh, actors having little tantrums or like the, the director is just turning to everybody, you know, in five second instrument increments, like, what do you need? 
What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And just like going home at night and staring at the ceiling and having <laughs> nightmares of like getting this production done. Yeah. And, you know. I, I will always remember the very drunk older actress who can't remember her lines. Yes. So they're pasted around and she has to like beeline in a direction yeah. to get to them. And then she always opens the wrong door at the end. Yeah, so it's definitely like there are some darker moments in it for sure, yes. and it's like a French art house guy, but it's it's clearly just like a very earnest like I love making movies even though they are about to break me yeah. movie. You it's know? like a great hangout movie about yeah. working in production. It feels very totally. very theater campy. Totally, <laughs> both camp, of yeah. these these movies are like movie kid like theater mm. kid movies yeah. for sure. But yeah, so nice. that's what I'm going to pair. If you liked Singing in the Rain, and I don't think I know anybody who doesn't, you should absolutely watch Day for Night. I think in America it was, or no, in, in the actual title is American Night. Right, right yes. Which so is in French, yeah. what you call Day for Night in French. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> in America, they do not call it American Night. So anyway. Which I learned watching the movie, Day, Day for, for Night. night. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, Francois Truffaut. Nice. He's got, he's got kind of a little funny wry streak in him. He I, does. I like him. I like when he's a little stinker. Yeah. <laughs> a little stinker. So that's my double bill. Nice. What about you? Well, I decidedly am taking Singing in the Rain as the arty one this time. Sure. As like, here's totally this big... Because, sure. you know, you think about Gene Kelly and like all the stuff around him... Uh, he's like a legend of Hollywood. Whatever, but it is like, he's going in with like, I want to make a cool expression of dance movie. Mm. And, like, I could see the entire movie being justified as, like, I want to make Broadway melodies. So, yes. like, I want to do a big impressionistic 15-minute piece. So For the let's love make of dance. a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. That's what so it feels like. that's how I'm justifying it as my arty one. Uh, and I'm going with my trashy one. I'm going to say the title up first with a big spoiler warning because I think you should go into this movie I'm pairing it with with as little knowledge as possible. Okay. Um, I'll get into the justification afterward. Uh, I'm pairing it with 2017's One Cut of the Dead. <laughs> So, huge spoiler warning. Go and watch this movie. Pause this. Go watch it. Come back. Genuinely don't watch the... Don't listen to this bit until you watch the movie. You will be much happier having gone to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know we didn't watch it for a long time because I'm a little wuss when it comes to horror movies. And I'm like, oh no, it's too scary. (laughs) Oh no. But don't worry about that. Just go watch it. It's honestly fine. So... Have I have I put the spoiler warning up front enough? <laughs> I'll add a blinking light somehow to the graphic for this. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say a synopsis that covers both movies. The entertainment industry is beset by a new gimmick, and the leader of production is forced to one make the gimmick work for their production, two deal with the ongoing production issues with their actors, with the executives, just to force this thing through, and three juggle the leading lady intentionally sabotaging everything. <laughs> Oh man, it is eerie how, like, there's literally just a scene in the beginning where the executive is like, can we go viral? Like, yeah. can we do this new viral thing? I, there was what the a, fuck are you talking I about? should have written it down, but there's a moment oh. in Singing in the Rain that's like, it's not the exact wording, but yeah. there's like an exact phrase that's used by one of the studios that was like, yeah. they say that in One Cut of the Dead, done. Right. <laughs> Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Oh, that is marvelous. I love One Cut of the Dead. <laughs> so much fun. It's Shinichiro oh, yeah, Ueda, say, right? Yeah. 2017 Shinichiro Ueda, yes. Yeah. So, so funny. So funny. Oh, that, the movie rules. I Like, that was... Went into that with absolutely <laughs> no knowledge. Uh, and boy, yeah. did it rock our socks. It delivered. And I... Yeah, I can't. I didn't, yeah, I don't want to talk about it about how it delivers because yeah. that's part of the mechanism of the movie. But like, yeah. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to uh, say about it in case yeah. somebody's like, I can whatever. I can this way, the truth. <laughs> you could still watch it and not know yes. a whole lot about it. That's so charming as a double bill too because both of them just make me go, oh yeah, I want to watch that movie now. It's just <laughs> such a, like fun movies. I think legitimately would be a very fun double bill. So. Oh, totally. Yes. I kind of want to do that right now. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So well I'm going to call my double bill loud desperation. <laughs> yeah. Skin of the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well done. Thank you. Okay. I'm particularly yep. proud of mine this week. Thanks yeah, so I think much. you would this one. Yeah, thank you. You even have a title. You have it nice, like, wrapped up in a little bow. Well done. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Well, I think that will take care of us for the first of the Merry Musical May. Uh, we'll be... I don't think we did this on purpose, but we'll be going through some musicals chronologically. Our next episode will be Blues Brothers. And, yeah, we yeah. didn't really do it on purpose, but... There you go. The good musicals were, in fact, in the 50s. So. And in this order. So, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're doing Blues Brothers, Little Shop of Horrors, uh, Moulin Rouge, and finishing with the new West Side Story. Yes. Yes. So. Come on back. Come on back, you hear? Um, <laughs> you can find us at Gartipage Pod on Twitter and Instagram, please. Follow our musicals, May. Yeah, please rate and review us on that podcast platform of your choice because it helps people find the show. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you? If they want to, they can find me on Twitter at Macklebass, M-A-C-L-E-B-A-S-S. If someone sends me the link to make them laugh once a day, every day, I will not be mad. I will watch it. I will I like will it. I will watch it every time. It every yeah. day. Uh, <laughs> you will get that engagement. <laughs> and, uh, so go do that. And I met Dick Arnavis, I think I said. I don't remember. Oh. Yeah. We're Just, all up in there. Yeah. It's fine. You know what? Get away from me. You know what? I don't. I don't need. The, I don't need the I'm, attention. I'm gonna hang up this podcast. And I Slam. Hope you'll join us next time for another pile of garbage. Singing in the rain, what a glorious feel, and I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark up above, and the sun's in my heart, and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase everyone from the place. Come on with the rain, I've a smile on my face. I walk down the lane with a happy refrain. Just singing, singing in 